is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio again with an interesting episode. So today we have Christina Woods, who is a CEO and founder of Wisewood Hypnotherapy and Coaching. We are going to talk deep today. So be prepared, all ears, take a deep breath in and out. So we are going to talk about how can we know ourselves better and cope with our life better to get clear in our mind and also get unstuck from our brain basically and move on to be a better person mentally today. So please welcome Christina today to Get Unstuck Radio. Oh, Hi, thank Christina. you so much. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Matita. I'm excited to speak with you. That was a good intro. The breathe in and breathe out is how I start every session. You did really good. <laughs> I was like, this is a good way to start this podcast. <laughs> At least to level down my excitement after speak with you off mic. <laughs> nice and calm. <laughs> okay, before we get to the sweet part though, how you start hit your entrepreneurial journey though? You know, it's really interesting. So I actually, this is my second career and it's completely different than my first career. I um, had a 30-year corporate career as a, a vice president in the higher education space, um, leading you know hundreds of people across the United States and traveling quite a bit. And as I was approaching my midlife, I started to feel that, wow, there's really something more meaningful and important that I wanted to do that fed my soul. And I started to have some big life changes going on. Um, as many midlifers start to feel as their kids leave home and my health started changing, having some issues and my marriage went away after 20 something years and it just makes you think like, is this really what I want to do? And I didn't know exactly what I wanted. I, hypnotherapy was actually the furthest thing from my mind. I knew I wanted to really work with probably women and own my own business. And I had all these leadership skills and cert certainly business acumen behind me. But um, on that self journey of doing my own self work and self development, um, I came across hypnotherapy and I thought, wow. This is so powerful and so simple. And I know many people don't know about it or they're afraid of it or they see it on TV and think, well, that seems a little strange, um, but it's so powerful and impactful that it really just resonated with me. And from there, I learned so many different modalities and I, I weave in all the coaching and all the beautiful things I learned for the past 30 years that mix it all together to work with my clients. So that's that's how it started about 
three and a half years ago and my business has been thriving and I teach a lot of courses and groups, do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work. I'm planning a retreat now um, in a few months. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Retreat, I love retreat. Like every time that come back from retreat is like rebirth. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what it is. We're going, we're going to, to close up those leaky energies from the past and whatever we need to fix and then so that we can be present in the now because when we have all these things from the past that we haven't dealt with it's pretty hard to move forward and you know maybe we'll dip into some of that since you mentioned that when we have something in the past that we haven't dealt with we cannot move forward for it why we have to deal with the past that is the question that's a beautiful question so you know and just just to to give it a little bit of a framework in our our mind we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and our conscious mind is this our thinking mind our critical thinking mind and we need it of course and our subconscious mind is our feeling mind our emotional mind but that's 95% running the show of really how we feel about ourselves the world the lens that we look through the world. So if if we think that we can logically kind of figure everything out, we really need to understand that's only 5% of how we really operate. 95% is how we feel. And most everything is in that subconscious mind. We're not even aware of it. It's It's kind of locked down in this place that it's just on autopilot. It's sort of like when you learn how to drive, at first you're very conscious of it. I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna park, I'm gonna turn the lights on. But after a while, you're talking on the phone, you're putting your lipstick on, you're eating a hamburger, whatever, right? You're doing stuff. <laughs> you're not paying attention or you're doing the dishes, you're watching TV, you're talking to someone at the same time. It's autopilot and our feelings and the way we feel about ourselves in the world become autopilot and then we go in a relationship, we go into work, we go things and they're autopilot and we don't realize, wow, I people please, I have shame, I have these things, they're just autopilot. So dealing with the past and why do we have these certain feelings or whether it be a little bit of trauma or trauma, we call them little T's or big T's, you know, in the therapy world, but it's really the meaning that we've attached to things that have happened to us. So. It could be what per is perceived to be a very small thing, like maybe our parents picked us up late from school. It doesn't seem, it seems like this very simple little thing, no big deal. But what is the meaning we attach to it at seven years old? Well, it might be very different than what our brother or sister attached to it. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but what is the meaning that we attach to it that still remains in our subconscious? And you get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these little meanings and they just become who we are and what we do. They're autopilot. So by going back and finding out what those are, we get to then re literally reprogram like a computer, upgrade them. I mean, our phones need to be upgraded. Why wouldn't our subconscious need to be upgraded? Um, so dealing with those things is so critical because the only way forward is really through it. You can't bury it you know, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I'm just thinking along. So here's the thing. I think there are two types of people that uh, 
okay when when we let's we scenario um when let's 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 take relationship to to a scenario when we get into a relationship we we have a pattern right okay just go dating and also like okay become into a relationship committed okay move in blah 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 um this is a pattern the way we speak is a pattern the way that we take care of another partner is a pattern and it's going to be a similar every time that we are in the relationship um this is autopilot yes. i think there are going to be two type of consciousness somehow conscious decision that we are aware that this is good for doing and we are going to keep doing that versus we are aware that this is not good but we're just going to do it anyway you're right there is there is a certain level of awareness that that eventually you know unfortunately the way humans are is we have to get to a point where you know we get we have to be uncomfortable and have some relationships that don't don't work out or have some situations where you know we we become unhappy or or maybe you know we feel lost or we feel sad or we don't like the fact that we we start to notice that maybe we spend money when we shouldn't or we eat cookies every night at 10 o'clock when we know we're not even hungry or we start to notice patterns and so just being aware it's like hmm why why do i do that why do i say that just really being curious and it it doesn't mean we're a bad person or we are doing anything wrong we all have patterns we all have these programs you cannot exist without having these programs and patterns and we're certainly not all doing everything you know the perfect way there is no such thing but what's so beautiful is that if there's a pattern or a program in your life when it comes to relationships or you don't feel like your needs are being met but it's really uncomfortable for you to ask your partner how to meet your needs or you don't even know what your needs are that's pretty common like i don't even know how to meet my needs i'm used to just meeting my partner's needs and then i'm okay i just ignore my own needs there is a way to change that so just even being curious and that's how most of my clients will reach out to me they'll just say i don't know but i seem to always date people who ignore my feelings and just talk about their feelings or i always just do what they want to do and i never get to do what i want to do and i i'd like to do what i want to do how do i do that so we don't have to know really what it is or why but that curiosity about a pattern you might notice it's like what what is that about and we dig in and we find out why is that program there what is that about and it's quite quite simple the mind learns by repetition and your mind also wants to go back to what's familiar and what it thinks is keeping you safe and mutita what's interesting is our tricky little mind doesn't even care if what we do is right or wrong or good or bad it doesn't care all it cares is if what you're doing if it thinks that it's safe and going to keep you alive so mm. if, if a behavior in a relationship if your mind thinks that that is keeping you safe even if it's self-sabotage even if it's not in your best interest or keeps you lonely or keeps you you know your feelings not being met 
if that's keeping you safe, if, if it believes that's what it's doing, it's going to keep doing it. So until we make a new belief familiar and your mind goes, oh, speaking up for yourself and actually sharing how you feel is actually okay and safe, that's the only way it'll start to do it. It has to believe a new feeling and belief is safe. Oh, so since you mentioned that, how can we change the belief then? Well, that's a big aha moment. It Meaning is. that this doesn't matter at all. It's how you program it. That's it. That's no. it. That's all it matters. <laughs> wow. So okay. awesome. Yeah. And it's, I'm so glad you asked. So it's our mind, every, every thought we think and every word that we say creates, just think of it as like a blueprint. And just like when you're going to build a building, every, you know, they have a set of blueprints and they're going to build the building according to the blueprints or the car or whatever. That's sort of what every thought you think and every word we say creates this image in our mind. And our mind says, okay, that's the blueprint that I'm going to follow. So when we want to change the blueprint, we have to first find out, well, why is that the blueprint? And then we start creating different images and different words in your mind to create a different blueprint. So when I work with clients, we go in and we find out, all right, why are these beliefs here in the first place? And then I create a custom audio recording that's very specific. So if you were my client, I would make it special for you. And it would be about 15, 20 minutes. And you would listen to it every day for about a month, every single day in hypnosis. So I would teach you how to roll up your eyes and you would go into a hypnotic state, which feels super relaxed and chill. It's nothing, nothing creepy or scary. I'll, I'll tell you about that. And it's like a great little 20 minutes of your life every day. And you're rewiring and recoding in what you're hearing until your mind starts to say, oh, okay. Speaking up for yourself, having boundaries, doing this new thing. These are feelings that you like. Okay. We're going to we're going to start to latch on to these new beliefs and they just become who you are. They become your new autopilot. Mm, interesting. What is it that would be like most issue that people has that you find? Wow. So, well, most people have some level of anxiety um, that shows up somewhere in their life. And I find I am not enough is the most one of the most common common uh, beliefs that people struggle with. I'm not enough, and also the belief that like something isn't available to them. So maybe it's mm. money isn't available to me, success isn't available to me, or love isn't available to me, or that thing they want. So you'll you'll hear people say, you know, I'm just never going to have a body like that, or I'm just never going to have that true love. I'm just you know. I'm fine, but I'm just never going to have that. Um, they, they sort of have this deep sense that that's just for, not for me. That's for other people. But I'm not enough is a really common one. I'm not smart enough, skinny enough, whatever, successful enough, articulate enough, whatever enough. And really that comes from this feeling of not having enough compassion and not having enough you know, self-love for ourselves. When, when we start to have this constant comparison with other people, which our world really perpetuates social media. I mean, you just walk outdoors and we're constantly compared, right, with other people. 
it, it becomes very easy to feel, all right, well, do I measure up to that person or did I get enough likes or did I get enough, you know, do I have enough money in the bank compared to this person or that person? So when I work with I'm Not Enough, we're really starting to remind people that you are born already approved of, you are born already enough and helping people understand how to have self-love and compassion before instead of trying to find validation and outside in the world we need to validate ourselves and that takes a little bit of time because most of us have been programmed that we need validation outside of us instead of within us interesting that you mention um it's got me thinking between i'm not enough and i'm feeling lack of something mm -hmm. for me it's not that different is it different it, it because is I feel, because i feel like sorry because i feel like i'm not enough meaning that in my opinion at least the way that i feel it myself i keep resting the bar higher and higher <laughs> <laughs> and i keep beating myself that's yeah. the way that i see like yeah. well i'm not enough um <laughs> you know we want to feel you know, I was taught by a coach once about the difference between circumstantial power and personal power. Mm, and, you know, personal power is you are enough already. So if your business fails tomorrow or it triples in profit, either way, you're enough. You're smart enough. You're, you're smart enough to run a business. It doesn't mean you're not good enough if your business fails tomorrow. It might mean you made some decisions that you'll learn from and you'll grow and you can pick yourself up and move forward. So we're allowed to make mistakes and we learn and we grow. That's literally how we learn and grow, right? So the circumstantial power really sets us up to, to never feel okay because then if we don't get asked out on that date or they break up with us or something happens, boom, we're down, we're not enough, boom, we're down. So I'm not enough is allowing ourselves to fill our own cup up first. We have these kind of, uh, I, I train clients because I was taught this by a beautiful coach was we have these jars of approval, control and safety. They're already filled. And when we loan them out to other people, like here, Mutita, make me feel good enough. Um, and the moment you decide, you know, well, what do you want me to do with this, Christina? Yeah, okay, you're enough, or I'm busy. I got to make myself feel good enough. Then I fall apart. But when I take my jar and I make myself feel good enough, and I have to learn how to do that, because most of the time we're not taught how to take care of ourselves. Um, we don't always even have parents that teach us self-love. They're pretty busy usually surviving um, or they're not even physically or emotionally available or around for us to learn that. And it's really important. But something not being available to us is a deeper, a deeper difference because that's a sense of you know, can I connect and can I belong? And and that's another topic of um you know, we all have a deep sense and need to connect and to feel that we belong. It's a, a primal need and to avoid rejection. Everybody, everybody on the planet, no matter where you live, nobody wants to feel rejection. We need to feel connection. We need community. We need each other. 
We needed it as a baby to survive. We need that connection. So think about it. You know, COVID was a great example because we really felt disconnection, didn't we? Mm. And it didn't feel good. And just those little ways that we tried to grab on to find connection because we feel valued, we feel heard and seen when we're connected. So, but finding ways that we know that we belong and we connect, this feeling that I'm the same as you, you're the same as me, we're different, we're unique, but we're the same, we're connected. So I am worthy of love just as much as you are, is really sometimes something we need to learn. Yeah, I think another one for high achiever, at least myself also. Yeah, I, I just can only think about myself as well. Self-blame. Yeah. Yes. This is, self-critic. this is even harder to deal yeah. with than not enough. Because I, yeah, I think somehow dealing with perfectionist so much. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Raising that bar all the time. Yeah, yeah. But many, many friends of mine having this issue though. But it's kind of contrary because like we also, we, I think I can, I can take we. Like I think many people also have the same concept. Really take the whole ownership of what we are doing. At least what I am doing. Like I can say sorry very easy. Like it's on me. Like that is very easy to get out of my mouth. I'm not going to blame other. It's okay. It's on sure. me. That's sure. on me. Like, sure. but it's going to be like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know that perfectionist um, vibe very well. I, I, I understand that vibe. I, I can have compassion for that. And I lived in that and I still struggle with it. Um, because it can drive you to to success. It can drive you to push you, right, for better and better. But there's it's a double-edged sword because it can also bring exhaustion. It can bring this thing that it's never good enough. Keep going, keep going. It's never good enough, which in many cultures and society is like, okay, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? It's, it's raising the bar, raising the bar, raising the bar. And, you know, there has to be a time where we learn how to self-parent. So I'm sure you've heard of the inner child, but the inner parent is, have you been taught how to parent yourself? Like, how do you take care of yourself? Or do you just push, 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 push? How do you, how do you care for yourself? Are you tender for yourself? Do you let yourself rest? Do you let yourself like get lazy once in a while? Or do you say, get up, get up, you lazy bones, get up. <laughs> Um, actually, this is so funny. I'm a this is this is so funny. I am a very predictable person. Okay. Because I have anxiety, therefore I have a very routine life. I'm like a very old lady. I have to have a routine to reduce my anxiety. Okay, to feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that I am like, like my mom. My mom. So so she's totally opposite for me. Like I'm gonna do laundry. And my life is very simple. Like. I wake up at the same time every single day. Yeah, I do podcast only on Wednesday, certain time. Like, like everything is the same for years until is- like something hit and everything going to change. Like when mm-hmm. things change, everything going to change. And then I have to set the whole schedule again. So that's, that's how it has been happening. <laughs> and something change kind of disrupts. It disrupts. Yes, exactly. Yes. So the whole week going to change. And then we can plan the whole month again. Like that, that's me. That's me. So that, that brings, that brings predictability and calmness, that routine. Yes. This is already good though. 
before that like oh i can think like at least three years ago i'm totally control freak i can say i'm i'm that level yeah like if anything like something that like happens not according to what i plan i freak out i scream mm. I like that bad yeah so if you want a little bit more flexibility if you wanted that then you know there's room in there to give you a little bit of a little bit of room <laughs> she laughs i know this is already better trust me no it's so you know, hard yeah it is so hard and i i i struggled with anxiety for many many years and i still do and um you know i had some trauma as a child so i have a hyper vigilant person inside of me that's can be very <laughs> controlling and perfectionist because that's what kept us safe to know what to expect and to be very orderly and on top of it not count on anyone only count on ourselves um but also it's hard then to let people in and love you yeah it's true so yeah it's it's so hard yeah so to have anyone change my schedule <laughs> <laughs> but when you start to love let people in and, and take care of you there's some pretty good stuff that can happen i know yeah i agree <laughs> at least cook for me that's the first thing because i don't want to think about that <laughs> <laughs> okay in that case i mean that's i know so these three things is like a real I, I mean like i have seen my friends at least recently like coming out from COVID. Work from home is good though, but if you're done keeping yourself in somehow boundaries, you know, like working at home can be relaxed. You can somehow flexible because you're in a comfort of your own home, but you can also be really lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are really close to your bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So are you referring to like boundaries in terms of what your day should look like and your life and yes, discipline? Since you mentioned that, just like I am totally the opposite of this people. I'm like almost OCD, I know. Okay. But, but to the normal people, that is not like me. How they cope with the, with the life that they are so like set intention that mm -hmm. they want to feel healthier and also empowering not like living intentionally basically not just like no direction at all yeah you know boundaries start with prioritizing your needs first but you you got to know your needs first and having a loosey-goosey day where you stare at your bed and i might take a nap and then i might go back to work and i might you know not have any structure doesn't mean you're prioritizing yourself that's not that's not you mean if there's a once in a, once in a blue moon and you feel like wow i really have a, a migraine or a headache today i need to take a nap yeah that's self-care but prioritizing your needs is having self-love and compassion and like you said having time maybe a morning routine or actually eating lunch away from your computer and you know really enjoying a meal a way where you're you know chewing your food and, and enjoying maybe a nice book and leaving the computer and prioritizing yourself and allowing you to be compassionate for yourself because boundaries first start with what are you available for and what are you not available for oh so, that's good yeah because think about it if you've been in a few relationships after a while you start to know 
I am not available for that anymore. I used to have that kind of partner, but I'm not available for that kind of person anymore. You know, no way. That's not what I'm available for. You have a boundary, right? And you just give off that energy and that vibe or the type of friends maybe you had when you were a teenager versus now. You're like, no, I'm not available for that. You don't need to say anything. It's just who you are because you have a boundary within what are you available for? I don't let people talk to me that way or you self-love and self-care. You have a boundary. So you have to decide and know what, what are you willing to let in and what are you willing, you know, to the self-love and compassion. Brene Brown is the queen of boundaries. And if you've, I highly recommend her books and and she has a lot of Netflix and TED Talks. But she says that the people that have the most self-love and compassion, uh, compassionate people, they have boundaries of steel, meaning that they had a clear, they have a clear set of boundaries in relationships, in life. So people that are the most compassionate have the strongest boundaries so they're compassionate toward their self and they're compassionate towards others and that doesn't seem like it would go hand in hand does it it's good would it 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 seems like it seems like oh if i'm compassionate i have this bleeding heart and i would just not have any boundaries but compassion sometimes but what it means is i i'm i'm so compassionate self-love and you prioritize yourself first. So I'm compassionate towards others, but I'm really compassionate toward myself. It's similar to what you mentioned, like I'm available from, I know what I am available for and I know that what I am not available for. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. And this living, this working from home more really requires self-care and a discipline of self-care and prioritizing ourselves, because it sort of starts to just bleed into work and all kind of mesh together. And then we're not really having separate time to take care of ourselves. You know, we're, we're eating breakfast while we're on a conference call. We're just kind of blending the two together. And so what are we saying? We're only, we don't, we're not sacred enough or important enough to take out time for ourselves. And boy, talk about anxiety. That's just booming right now because we don't separate our our personal life from our business life and we we do need that it's very important what about so right now we are ending the covid era right era i mean and in covid time we get into like meeting more people but then how can we prevent you mentioned something that is very good like we're not going to look for new boyfriend for example that's similar to the previous boyfriend that we don't like i actually have the list like when you mentioned that i'm, I'm like i'm thinking i actually have a list of not to have in the, like to have not not to have yeah I'm you're like, not available for that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i know so that's that's me yeah i have that so like i'm like oh okay yeah how can we avoid not to like fall into trap of like not having these type of people take advantage of us again. You know, the most important thing that your mind responds to are the, the pictures and the words that you say to yourself. So start paying attention. What are we saying to yourself? So, you know, are we saying things like, I always meet the most, you know, people that want to take advantage of me. I always meet people. I always have these terrible bosses who, you know, always call me at 10 o'clock at night or, you know, so you have a choice. We have choices. 
And your mind literally is responding to every word and picture. Again, remember, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or good or bad. So the first thing I always do is I, I start listening to what the clients are saying to themselves. And so the words they say in the pictures and the more descriptive the words and the more powerful and impactful they are. So really even just saying, I have the most incredible, amazing coping skills. I am like a magnet, the most amazing, incredible, dynamic people approach me and talk to me. When I go out for walks, I'm smiling, incredibly energetic people smile back at me. I have them, you know, my food is digesting and my body is so nourished. I mean, these are the kinds of descriptive, powerful words. So we underestimate our words and the images, but that is the subconscious mind. Like, just think of it as soaking those things up like a sponge. Oh, I need to review that part. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I know that you have many tools of doing this coaching thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can we know, like, when a clients or potential clients come to you? This is the problem that I face. How can you help me? What next? Yeah. Sure, sure. So I, 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 I talk with clients about, okay, what, what do you want? What are you looking for? And, you know, clients don't need to understand how it's going to get fixed or any of that stuff. It's just really, how do you want to feel? What is it that you're looking for? And are they ready to do the work? And what that just means is that, you know, this, this doesn't always feel comfortable to go in and explore why we have a pattern or a belief because you know our feelings so often we avoid our feelings because they're uncomfortable but our feelings are meant to be felt and they're meant to be felt until the feelings aren't there anymore so anger um all these feelings they're all okay it's just when we live in them for too long is when they're not okay so when anyone ever says, I never get angry, I never get, you know, this or that, I, I think there's kind of an issue because we should all feel these feelings. They're, <laughs> they're completely okay. So, you know, I, I work with people to find out what is it that you want? Because you are worthy of love and happiness and joy and financial abundance and all these incredible things. You are worthy and deserving of all of those things. And let's just find out what is blocking you and and do they, does a client feel comfortable and trust me because doing hypnosis or any kind of deep subconscious work, you know, we go, we go there, <laughs> we're going to go deep. And I have, you know, other different types of modalities and energy work. Um, if someone's interested in that different types of coaching in in my 30 years as a, a leader in the corporate world, all types of different exercises to help you sift through because you know, it's the day-to-day -day stuff that gets in our way where a client will call me and say, oh my gosh, this happened today, or I got in a big fight with my wife or my boyfriend or my kids did this. And those are the ways we troubleshoot and and I help them use the tools every single day in everyday life. Oh, and how can they work with you then? Why can they reach out to you? So my website is wisewoods.com. And on there um, is a, a free download and also book.wisewoods.com is how they can connect with me. And I offer a one hour free self-belief call, freedom to self-belief call 
which is an opportunity that you can use 15 minutes of it or the full hour and we can talk about um, if this is a good fit and if hypnosis is right for them and certainly i know a lot of people have questions about it so i'm happy to answer those thank you so much christina for joining can unstuck radio today i mean like oh this is awesome thank you so much this was so fun I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.